For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman, with the Bleed and Raiders podcast on the Bleed in Podcast Network, your home for everything silver and black. All right, Raider fans, training camp is here, and this one is clearly a lot different because of the coronavirus pandemic. So I wanted to give you a timeline of how it's going to look leading up to the first game of the year at the Carolina Panthers Sunday, September 13th. Now, all teams are required by the league to hold training camps at their team headquarters. So the Raiders won't be in Napa, which in my opinion is the best setting of any training camp location in the NFL. Instead, they'll be in the heat at their new home in Henderson, Nevada. So August 1st and 2nd will be physicals and distribution. Then August 3rd through the 11th will be something called an acclimation period. And that's followed by a gradual ramp up period. And then August 17th is the big day. That's when they can finally put on the pads and begin real practices. And the league is referring to it as contact integration period, or just a fancy way of calling it practice. And remember this, there's no preseason games this year. So no San Francisco 49ers on the preseason schedule or heading out of the country to Winnipeg like they did last year to play on an 80-yard field against the Green Bay Packers. And one more item to keep an eye on. Players opting out because of the coronavirus pandemic. So far, no Raiders have gone that route. But as of Thursday, 30 players from around the league have done so. And it does include a couple of Kansas City Chiefs who've elected to sit out, and it's a pair of starters. Offensive lineman Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and running back Damian Williams. The team with the most players sitting out so far, the New England Patriots with six. Yes, I'm sure there's a lot of tears being shed around the league about that one. So how does all this impact the silver and black moving forward off the field? Well, head coach John Gruden met with the media on Thursday and said he told his players this, one mistake can bring us all down and in a real bad way. And it's not just about football. It can create a terrible illness. So I want you to dominate when we leave the building. We want to crush this virus. Sounds just like Chucky to attack the virus or defense in exactly the same manner. As far as on the field, I'm looking for five things to watch in training camp. First has to be introductions. This is the first time Gruden and general manager Mike Mayock are going to be meeting with all the free agent signees and draft picks. And just a side note, Raider Nation, the team has signed their entire draft class. Well done. Very, very impressive. Now, to me, the biggest offseason acquisition was outside linebacker Corey Littleton. Here's a guy who can cover sideline to sideline, and he should help shore up a position that's been an area of weakness since the team went to the Super Bowl back in 2002. 
Unfortunately, we all know how that one ended up losing to Gruden and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sorry, Raider Nation, I digress. Let's move on. On offense, the team brought in veteran tight end Jason Witten from the Cowboys. We'll see what he has left in the tank on the field, but we do know this. He is a great veteran leader inside that locker room, and you can never, ever have enough leaders in the NFL. In addition, first-round pick, wide receiver Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. We all know the late Al Davis loved speed. And now his son Mark taking after his dad, selecting the electrifying Crimson Tide wideout who ran, get this, a 4-2-40 at the Combine. Those are ridiculous numbers. The Raiders weren't through taking wideouts as they added third-round pick Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. Those are just a few of the new faces for the silver and black in 2020. Second item to keep an eye on is Gruden himself. Now, we all know he's not the most patient coach in the world. He has a tendency to fall in and out of love with players real quickly. I'm sure with an abbreviated practice schedule and no preseason games, this will be a true test of patience for him. In his first two years, while revamping the roster to fit his personality, the Raiders are 10 and 22. Now, if you compare to the first go-around from 1998 to 2001, he was an overall 38-26, and 26, excluding the playoffs. In his first two years, he had a 500 record, 16-16. and 16. It was in year three, he and the Raiders had a breakout campaign, going 12-4 and four and advancing to the AFC Championship game. Now, Gruden likes to throw a lot at his players and expects it to be absorbed and executed in a timely manner. Also, rookies, you're officially on notice. Gruden's already told reporters he won't make any predictions on first-round pick Henry Ruggs and third-round pick Len Bowden out of Kentucky. He says he needs to see them on the field the next couple of weeks. Gruden also added Ruggs wasn't even the first wide receiver at Alabama, and we have to prove we made the right pick. A lot of so-called experts feel like the Raiders perhaps reached with a selection of Ruggs. A quick story to share from last year when it comes to rookies. During hard knocks, remember rookie safety Jonathan Abram? Seemed like he wanted just to destroy anything and everything in his sight. Gruden had to pull him aside and say, look at rookie, tone it down. And this happened on several different occasions. Third storyline that I will be keeping an eye on, quarterback Derek Carr. Now he's entering his seventh season in the league and his third year with Gruden. He made it clear he was ready for a change of scenery after he was booed off the field following the Raiders' final game ever in Oakland, a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this could be or should be a make-or-break year for Derek. He has an outstanding offensive line, and it's led by center Rodney Hudson, who didn't allow a sack in 2019. A very productive second-year running back in Josh Jacobs, who I really felt if he didn't miss three out of the last four games would have been Offensive Rookie of the Year. Instead, it went to Kyler Murray, quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals. The Raiders also have a top-notch tight end in Darren Waller, who last year caught 90 passes for more than 1,100 yards and was a Pro Bowl alternate. And at least on paper, they have an improved wide receiving core. Carr, for the first time in his career, is playing in the same offensive system for a third straight season. And he's coming off career highs in passing yards, throwing for more than 4,000 yards, and completing better than 70% of his passes. And let's not forget the team signed Marcus Mariota in the offseason, a one-time starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Bruton said Mariota has been very impressive picking up the offense, and he credits that to being in the same chat room 
with starting quarterback Derek Carr. Fourth item to watch, and these two go hand in hand. It's defensive coordinator Paul Gunther and the defense. Now let's face it, Raider Nation, this unit has been flat out awful under him in the first two seasons. A lot of people thought he might be fired during last season, but Gruden is sticking with him. The defense was remade during the offseason with Corey Littleton, who I mentioned earlier, along with Damon Arnett, Prince Omukamara, Jeff Heath, and Demarius Randall in the secondary. And that doesn't include Jonathan Abram, a first-round pick last year, who was lost for the season opening game against the Denver Broncos. Newcomers on the defensive line include free agent Carl Nassib, who should fit in nicely with Max Crosby, who had double-digit sacks in his rookie campaign. Now, to me, Littleton is the crown jewel of the Raiders' free agent class, a will linebacker who can cover sideline to sideline. And more importantly, he should be able to cover running backs and tight ends, which we all know Raider Nation has been this team's Achilles heel for the better part of a decade. He led the Rams in tackles each of the last two seasons, had five interceptions. Last year, the Raiders had nine as a team, finishing 29th in the league. And let's face it, this guy's going to be a starter on that weak side from day one. And just a few more thoughts on the linebacker position, if I may. The NFL is such a pass-happy league that eight of the 10 linebackers on the Raiders' 90-man roster are outside backers. And the reason is because they play so much nickel that more outside guys are needed, especially undersized linebackers who can cover and could potentially play a hybrid safety. Finally, undrafted free agent gems. Well, with training camp constructed the way it is and no preseason games, it's going to be very difficult for any undrafted player to make this roster. But one area that could provide some help is the practice squad. It's expanded this year from 10 players to 16 players. So with the coronavirus pandemic, you never know when you're going to have to call a player from the practice squad. That's an area you might find the next Jalen Richard or even Alec Ingold. All right, Raider Nation, that's a look at my five training camp questions. Thanks for listening to my Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe in Podcast Network, and go Raiders! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.